Security vendor FireEye has just hired a chief privacy officer, Shane McGee, and they've given him a big mission to enact a global privacy program. What will be the elements of that program, and how will he initiate it? Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group, and it is my pleasure to be speaking now with Shane McGee, new Chief Privacy Officer with FireEye. Shane, congratulations and thanks for joining me. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Shane, to start out, why don't you outline for us what the mission is with this new role, please? So uh, FireEye already had a very good privacy program to the extent that there were very good policies that covered FireEye's products and services. I think probably one of my first goals in this position is to review those policies and revise where necessary to make sure that they keep pace with our uh, our rapidly evolving security offerings. As you know, we've, we've introduced a number of new products and services. I think every time we introduce something new, be it a feature, a product, or a service, we need to go and revisit our privacy policies, ensure that everything is consistently and accurately promoting our message. So that's part of it. Uh, another part is educating our employees to make sure that we comply with those policies. Uh, you know, the culture of, uh, of security at FireEye is fantastic in just making people understand that privacy needs to be a, a large part of that and that we need to take those obligations seriously is, uh, is something I need, I'm doing and, uh, you know, an ongoing program to educate employees and just make sure that there's that awareness is, uh, is a very important part of any privacy program. There's also creating transparency for our customers. You know, you can have all the best policies in the world, but unless you communicate those policies effectively and tell your customers what you're doing with their data, then it's not going to engender the trust that you need. It's not going to uh, give them any comfort. So I think creating that transparency and communicating our privacy practices, our data handling practices to our customers is is very important, and I like to always boil that down and say, do what you say and say what you do. It really is that simple in that regard. Uh, I think lastly, engaging with regulators, uh, works councils, and other official bodies, uh, both in the U.S., but especially these days overseas, is incredibly important. As you know, there's a lot of sensitivity uh, on the privacy side in Europe, especially when it comes to U.S. companies. I think the best way to uh, take the distrust that flows out of that and, and replace it with uh, more trust, more comfort, is to just engage those regulators, engage those government entities, and, and talk about it. You know, Tell them exactly what you're doing and, more importantly, what you're not doing. So that's going to be a, a large part of it as well. So, Shane, I've got to ask you to rank in order of difficulty, which is the tougher communication challenge with the regulators, with the customers, or with the employees? Well, I'd have to say the regulators. There really is so much uh, distrust, especially in some areas of the, of the world right now. It's, it's not impossible. We've had very good, uh, very constructive discussions with uh, European regulators, sitting down talking to them about things like information sharing, how uh, sharing various uh, intelligence can be very helpful to protect their citizens, both the security and the privacy of their citizens online, but it's difficult. The Snowden uh, disclosures um, and, and other incidents have, uh, have made that hard. Shane, why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience? What's your most relevant experience that prepares you for this new role? 
I've been practicing in privacy law since the late 1990s. Uh, when I was uh, a young associate, I was at a, at a large law firm. I was pulled into a lot of very interesting privacy issues, uh, mostly because I had a passion for technology. I had a technology background, and you know, privacy always involves some, or usually involves some type of new technology that um, I think a lot more traditional attorneys don't really. Uh, comprehend like they should. So I was lucky enough to be pulled into all those important cases early on. And I think it was important to practice at a firm because I got a large variety of cases, uh, you know, pulled from every industry, dealt with all types of online and offline information, privacy issues, uh, and also got to deal with a lot of security issues that came along with that. So I think just being able to uh, speak the language gave me a lot of opportunity to be inserted on uh, on a number of cases. And you talked a bit about the, the what of this new global privacy program. Tell me a little bit about the how. How do you intend to carry this out so broadly in so many different regions? And again, as you say, with so many different constituents as well. Well, you know, it's a different strategy for each constituency. And I think, you know, for when it comes to employees, my current strategy is to just be as accessible as possible and make sure to insert myself everywhere I can in the company. One of the things I'm doing is I'm moving out from the Washington, D.C. area to Milpitas, uh, where FireEye's headquarters is, so I can be involved in the more important meetings, being in, involved and invited to a lot of the engineering meetings, which is perfect because I get to sit in on discussions about new products and new features before they're implemented. Uh, so you, I can help them implement a concept called privacy by design. And privacy by design is a concept that says, you know, make sure that privacy issues are considered early on in the design process, the engineering process, so you can make small changes if you need to to accommodate privacy issues and make sure you're doing what you're communicating to customers that you're doing uh, without having to go back and kind of re-engineer things later, which delays products, makes things very expensive. So being out there and being involved in those discussions in those meetings is, is probably the best way to conquer that. Also trying to become very engaged and involved in different industry events, making sure to be involved on customer calls where there's anything approaching a hint of a privacy question, uh, just being fully forthcoming and transparent there, uh, and engaging uh, you know, customers at, uh, at, at events, conferences, and uh, trying to get speaking engagements. Just getting yourself out there and making sure that people understand that you are A, accessible, and B, willing to tell people the unvarnished truth about your practices and offer them that level of transparency is, um, I think, the best way to accomplish that. It strikes me, Shane, that FireEye has grown so dramatically in just the past 18 months. As you step into this role now, how would you describe the culture of privacy at FireEye? What's sort of your starting point here? You know, the culture of privacy at FireEye is, is really good. And a lot of that comes from the fact that so many of the, of the professionals at FireEye have such a, a, a root in, in the security field. Now, privacy and security are two halves of the same coin. Uh, people that understand security generally have somewhat of an understanding about privacy. They are different, though, and what you don't want to do is assume that all your security professionals who take security very seriously automatically know how to comply with privacy policies, know what's important to customers from a data handling perspective, things like that. So it's a lot of times kind of inserting myself on the security side a little bit and then changing the conversation over to privacy issues 
to educate people. And it helps that I have um, a security certification as well and a security background so that I can uh, get myself uh, invited to those conversations in the first place. Well, it's a good point to ask you about privacy's role in security. We hear an awful lot about sort of natural tension between the two disciplines. What's your philosophy on where privacy belongs in the security discussion? You know, when people talk about the tension between privacy and security, that's a legitimate argument. So let's say, for example, you're an employee at a large company. That company and its security officer and its uh, security employees have to have full visibility into what you're doing so that they can maintain the security of the company. And by having that, that visibility, um, you know, some people would say you're sacrificing a level of privacy. But I would say that, you know, that visibility doesn't necessarily end your privacy. It's how the company handles that visibility and how whatever entity that's looking at this information addresses that visibility, whether they abuse it or whether they restrict themselves to use it only in certain ways and actually abide by those restrictions. Uh, I think that's what determines whether there's actually a tension between privacy and security how the party that has that transparency into that visibility into what you're doing treats that power, treats that authority. Um, if they, you know, set certain guidelines, strong privacy policies, and they comply with them, then I don't think there's uh, necessarily a tension there. When you talk about privacy and security as part of the same discussion, it really is. I mean, when you break it down, privacy is how you try to handle um, or, or prevent misuse of of information that you have by internal employees or contractors, by internal forces. Security is trying to protect the same exact information from external forces. So it really is, it should always be part of the same discussion. I've, I've talked to a lot of privacy lawyers over the years that really don't understand or acknowledge security, they're an important part of it, and they just brush it off and say this is something someone else needs to handle, but I, I truly don't believe you're doing your job as a chief privacy officer if you don't have a good working knowledge of security, and in my case, uh, a very close relationship with our uh, chief security officer, Craig Rosen, and that, I think, uh, helps me do my job better, and I would hope he'd say this. Of course, one of the challenges on a global scale is you've got so many different regional nuances when it comes to privacy regulations and, and legislation, and you're operating from a, a geography where we really don't have anything. What sort of challenges does this present to you? You know, it presents a lot of challenges just because it's so different. You have to, every question that comes up in a, a multinational company like FireEye, uh, there's several different answers to it. Uh, and it's not that there's not necessarily regulation in the United States. The United States takes privacy seriously. Uh, the Federal Trade Commission takes privacy seriously. I've been responding to investigations and inquiries uh, by the FTC and state attorneys general for a long time. And it, it's just a different approach. In the United States, you're expected to communicate to people how you're going to be collecting handling, storing, sharing, destroying their information, and you're expected to comply with whatever rules you set forth or whatever promises you make in your privacy policy. And I think it's a very effective system. In Europe and elsewhere, they do look at it from a very different angle. It's, it, there are more layers of protection and not just making a promise and keeping with it. There is uh, several different uh, levels of regulation and bureaucracy you need to cut through to be able to uh, do business in those areas if you are, as a part of that business, 
collecting and processing consumer information. Uh, so I don't think one is necessarily better than the other. Um, I just want to make sure that people understand that the U.S. does have an effective privacy regime. It's just uh, very different than what is what is used and what is promulgated in Europe. Uh, but your your question was about the challenges. The challenges are great. Um, yeah, I think the best way to address those challenges is, like I said earlier, engaging with regulators in the EU and elsewhere, making sure they understand what we are as a company, what we do with data, and what we don't do. Uh, and I think, again, shining that light on it and making it very clear what the benefits of what we do also have for their consumers is, is very important. And I think, you know, once the, the current cloud of the, the Snowden uh, disclosures and other things blow over, um, I think it's going to be a lot easier going. Shane, I've got to follow up with you and ask, what do your European colleagues tell you when you tell them that the U.S. takes privacy seriously? You know, my colleagues that actually are privacy attorneys or privacy professionals, they understand it. They they know that that, that, that is the truth, that it's a matter of perspective and different ways of handling it. I mean, there there have been some, some big cases and big fines here on privacy issues. I will say that those that aren't as steeped in privacy do sneer at that comment, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. They are absolutely convinced that the U.S. is just the Wild West when it comes to privacy rights and that we're not doing anything worthwhile. Um, there is, unfortunately, that element over there. And I, I think, again, it comes down to education and engagement. We have to prove them that that's not proof to them that that's not the case. Uh, final question for you. It seems to me that this is a big time for privacy professionals, that there are more opportunities than ever before. For someone that wants to enter the profession and make a difference and really carve out a meaningful career, what advice do you offer them? What sort of a career path would you recommend? You know, when it comes to privacy, that's probably the best career path is still through law school. If you're lucky enough, like I was, to get into a large firm that has a strong privacy practice and is willing to let you be a part of it from the beginning, that's a fantastic path to take. I was incredibly lucky to be able to do that. There are also a lot of uh, smaller firms, boutique firms. Zwilgen is one that uh, comes to mind that uh, does a lot of privacy and security law. And I think it'd probably be a little bit easier and maybe in the long run better to be get involved with one of those firms. But I will say uh, that if you, if you want to do privacy law, if you want to practice privacy law, security law, but you're not steeped in the technology as well, uh, then you're going to be at a disadvantage. You need to understand the technology. You need to uh, be a hobbyist on the technology side at the very least, but definitely follow both paths and where they converge is the sweet spot for future privacy professionals. Now, you've got a CISSP. What do you recommend in terms of a security background for privacy professionals? So, uh, I think uh, CISSP is a very good start. I'll be perfectly honest with you. The reason I got that certification was so I wouldn't have to walk into a room and spend five minutes explaining to the security fo- uh, employees or security guys or gals on the other side of the table my background so that they would take me seriously from a technology and security perspective. This at least lets me walk in and say, okay, well, we know he has at least this level of, uh, of knowledge when it comes to the technology and security. Um, I think that's important for lawyers because so many people assume that attorneys have no technical knowledge um, or, you know, have maybe uh, an engineering degree of some sort but don't really get into the technology of information sharing and other things. So I, I think the certification is both good because it, it forces you to sit down and learn some of it, but also it just cuts the conversation short and you don't have to 
prove to people that you know what you're talking about when you walk into a room. Well, Shane, I wish you luck in this new role, and I hope we can talk in six or eight months down the road to see what success you're having. I'd be happy to. Again, thanks for having me. This was great. Appreciate your time today. All right. Thank you. The topic has been privacy. I've been speaking with Shane McGee, new Chief Privacy Officer with FireEye. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.